the 155th QuackCast, in the spirit of choosing wisely. Oh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. Comic book guy. The same thing can be said of viral syndromes and Thanksgiving. My brain has been on an interferon-induced haze for the last week that is not lifting any time soon. Tell me about the rabbits, George. But no excuses. I have been reading the works of Chuck Windig over at the Terrible Minds blog. I really, really like the Miriam Black books. Writers write and finish what they start, and only posers use excuses for not completing their work. Recently, I attended an excellent Grand Rounds on some of the reasons why doctors do what they do. Partly, it is habit. We learn a certain way of practice early in our training, and it carries on into practice, and it's not always best practice. Patients also learn from us and have expectations on what diagnostics or treatments they should receive, and that too is not always for the best. So to educate physicians and patients, the American Board of Internal Medicine, the ABIM, started the Choosing Wisely initiative. Their goals were, quote, Choosing Widely aims to promote conversations between providers and patients by helping patients choose care that is supported by evidence, not duplicative of other tests or procedures already received, free from harm, truly necessary. To do this, they asked various medical societies for five or more do's and don'ts. In the world of pseudomedicine, Choosing Wisely has one win from the American College of Medical Toxicology and the American Academy of Clinical Toxicology, where they suggest, one, don't use homeopathic medications, non-vitamin dietary supplements or herbal supplements as treatments for disease or preventative health measures. Two, don't administer a chelating agent prior to testing urine for metals, a practice referred to as provoked urine testing. Three, don't order heavy metal screening tests to assess nonspecific symptoms in the absence of excessive exposure to metals. Four, don't recommend chelation except for documented metal intoxication, which has been diagnosed using validated tests in appropriate biologic samples. And five, don't remove mercury-containing dental amalgams. And they had two fails. One fail for low back pain. Quote, if you don't feel better after four weeks or so, it might be worth talking to your doctor about other options, including physical therapy, chiropractic care, yoga, massage, acupuncture, cognitive behavioral therapy, and progressive muscle relaxation. And the other for choosing a pain reliever. Quote, staying physically active often helps. Acupuncture, massage, physical therapy, and yoga might work too. Chiropractic care might also be beneficial. Given that their imperative was supported by evidence, one wonders about these mites for various and sundry pseudomedicines. Certainly, both acupuncture and chiropractic do not meet the four criteria of the organization. It is also ironic that while the ABIM is striving to improve care with their initiative, many organizations are institutionalizing pseudomedical therapies in integrative medicine departments that meet none of the Choosing Wisely criteria. What science-based medicine giveth, pseudomedicine taketh away. So much of what we are at science-based medicine manifests in what we oppose. That makes 
choosing wisely a nice fit for SBM recommendations. Much of this blog concerns what to avoid, but it is not realistic to simply say, read the 2,147 blog entries and you will know what to do. None of the medical societies have a particular interest in pseudomedicines and scams. I have always been surprised, as one example, at how little the IDSA, the Infectious Disease Society of America, does to combat the anti-vaccine movement in the U.S., both on their website and at their meetings. While science-based medicine is not a medical society, in the spirit of choosing wisely, I offer the SBM Choosing Wisely. I'm going for a top 10 since I can't stop at 5. Avoid chiropractic manipulation of the neck. While rare tears of the vertebral arteries can occur from chiropractic neck manipulation with catastrophic strokes and death. There have been at least 26 deaths following neck manipulation, and the American Heart Association reviews suggest that the risk is real. There is no proven benefit for chiropractic manipulation of the neck, and there are safer, equal interventions. The major chiropractic organizations have been aggressive in denying the risk of stroke and death, having little interest in improving patient safety or chiropractic as a profession. It is unlikely that individual chiropractors will be careful and follow the precautionary principle and abandon the procedure. Oh, and avoid any x-rays looking for chiropractic subluxations, which do not exist. You will only get radiation and cost with no diagnostic benefit. Avoid naturopaths as a primary care provider. The four-year education in naturopathy consists of an extensive study of non-reality-based therapies homeopathy, acupuncture, energy therapy, etc., but little training in real medicine. They usually have none of the postgraduate training, internship, residency, and fellowships that prepare MDs and DOs to provide competent care. With totally inadequate education, a lack of supervised postgraduate training, and an understanding of disease and health that is divorced from known reality, naturopaths are rendered unfit to be primary care physicians. Avoid any practitioner who sells pseudo-cures for their pseudo-diseases in their front office. It is a gross conflict of interest to sell herbs, vitamins, and supplements to treat diseases and often pseudo-diseases diagnosed in the CAM clinic. If a provider makes a diagnosis and sells the remedy from their front office, be very suspicious of both the diagnosis and treatment and find another provider. Avoid any acupuncturist who does not use good infection control technique hand hygiene, gloves, and cleaning of the injection site. While acupuncturists deny the need for good technique, the literature is filled with infectious complications from acupuncture and poor technique, from bloodstream infections to infected joints. It is hard to infect a human being, but the average acupuncturist seems to go out of their way to maximize the potential to cause a rare infection. Avoid any product that can, quote, boost your immune system, end quote. While it sounds impressive, the immune system cannot be boosted. When it is, in medicine, we call it the inflammatory response, and that is not without risks. Strokes, heart attacks, and pulmonary emboli, blood clots to the lung, often occur after infections, probably because inflammation, a boosted immune system, increases the rate of clot formation. Avoid products that were invented by school teachers or other lone geniuses working in their basement. Rely on anecdotes to sell their products. 
are being suppressed by big whatever that represents an ancient truth and or are promoted in the media but not the medical literature. These are all signs of bogus medicine and bogus science. Avoid any product that supports an organ or a physiologic process. Any product that suggests it functions like a truss, bra, or jockstrap doesn't. Like boosting the immune system, it is a phrase that, while sounding promising, is a code word for does nothing, but we want you to make you think it does. Avoid any product that offers the quack Miranda warning. The quack Miranda is, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In other words, it's not intended to do anything. The use of the crack Miranda is a way of avoiding the fact that the claims made for the product are, in fact, not true and that the product does nothing. Avoid homeopathy. Homeopathy is not an herbal product or a supplement. Homeopathic products are literally water and a sugar tablet. There is no active ingredient in a homeopathic product. It is nothing that does nothing. Avoid any practitioner, alternative or legitimate, who uses the phrase, in my experience, in deciding on a therapeutic intervention. Experience is important for any healthcare provider in diagnosing patients, but when it comes to deciding what the best intervention is, experience is unreliable at best and dangerous at worst. In my experience, is a distillation of all the cognitive biases that make human thought unreliable. Conclusion The interesting aspect about Choosing Wisely initiative is how many of the recommendations are proscriptive. They are about avoiding the useless, the dangerous, and the expensive that do not add quality to medicine. The quality improvement process avoided or ignored by most scam practitioners. I wonder if a chiropractor could come up with five standard treatments in chiropractic to be avoided, or if naturopaths, homeopaths, and acupuncturists could as well. I know they would say avoid vaccines and NSAIDs and most of reality-based medicine. But could they come up with five treatments or diagnostics in their own field to avoid? I bet not. I'm looking forward to someone proving me wrong. And that ends the 155th PUSCAST. If you want the references, they're available at Science-Based Medicine on the November 28, 2014 entry in the spirit of choosing wisely. Otherwise, go to sfsbm.org and check out the Society for Science-Based Medicine, which I have a bias in saying is really good because I'm the president. Talk to you later. Bye.